Hi, and welcome back to episode 28 of the Feminine Uncut podcast. And I can't really wait for 280. <laughs> we really love this podcast and we really created a rhythm um, and a flow in our team about it and with it. And uh, we hope it will reach many hearts, not only women, men as well. And who knows, even the next generation children. As promised, today we're going to tap into the challenges of meeting the feminine energy. It's how we ended up our last podcast. And I think it's important to, you know, go deeper and really understand once you take, you activate the feminine energy that's coded in your DNA and you empower it to be your guide, you know, what's the challenge of the process? What are also the benefits? And luckily, we are now blessed to live in a world where we have a constant public debate on hard topics around womanhood, how we're expected to fit as women in collective standards and stereotypes and how we're moving away from that, even the wage gap, harassment, equal division of childcare, how I represented in the media and in political arena, discrimination in the workforce. There's so many areas where we as women are pioneering things, are taking a stand, are going public and are expressing who we are in our voice. And I think society is changing a lot. And the feminine cut on that, the feminine take on that, is not dealing with those issues because there are leaders who are doing that, women leaders who are doing that, and men who support that. But it really is looking at what do we need most in our personal journey as women to be able to empower ourselves, to sustain our vision and to bring our leadership to the front and really go all the way through in making our vision stand in society. The way we are experiencing things at the feminine and in what we share in the platform is really a spiritual path for women that gives access to women to create a context for themselves in which they learn to take care of themselves to a whole new level, which includes mind, body, emotions, soul, and also allows, you know, the work with the feminine energy so that we can create and define and learn to manifest not only our vision, but our life, which turns into a lifestyle in a way that's deeply feminine in a way that is embedded with the values and the principles of the feminine energy. This is as critical as achieving all those results in, in the social arena, because we as social leaders, as women leaders, need to bring the feminine to society. You know, it's not only about the results we're achieving, it's also how we are going to mold society based on the feminine principles. So we're, we're taking this cut and we're taking this look into the activation of the feminine energy in our lives. Why is that important? And why is that such a support structure for our vision and for our leadership? And for those who don't know me yet, I'm Juana and I'm the host and the coach and the founder of TheFeminine.com, which is a digital platform dedicated to women all over the world. And we champion a new paradigm of living life, seeing life and being women 
which is deeply embedded in the feminine principles. It is a spiritual journey, it is a spiritual context, and it sets in motion a set of practices that deeply support women and their rise. And, uh, you know, the online programs we create here at The Feminine are the embodiment of my coaching method and also my extensive experience with hundreds and thousands of women that I've led workshops with. And it brings a true body of work with intention to meet those needs that we have, to, you know, step forward and deeper into self-love, self-respect and self-worth really understand the power of manifestation and how we as women can manifest things through the feminine energy and how we can really be role models and integrate the feminine principle in our society. And if you're really curious to start your feminine journey, just head over to thefeminine.com slash sacred space and start your journey to the feminine with our one and only meditation, the sacred space of the heart. It's a meditation which is actually a bedrock of anything you desire or want to manifest the feminine way. And it's created especially by me to, you know, give you a boost every single day to go deeper into your feminine practice and really start engaging with the feminine principle and turn it into a lifestyle. So let's, let's see, let's meet the feminine energy and see its challenges, but also its benefits. And of course, I have my partner with me, Joanna, here to explore this topic. Hi, Joanna. Hi, everyone. I have a very low voice because I was in a very meditative state where you were saying the intro. I was, of course, looking for the best question to ignite the conversation, and I was having these two thoughts. First, it was like I was thinking how I connected with your speech and your coaching method which is super embedded in the feminine when I first met you and the short answer is I didn't understand anything but I was fascinated and the second thought I had is what I reply when now people ask me what I do for a living and I say briefly well sort of coaching for women and it's like what is that they don't understand but they are again fascinated i mean it's the same pattern i experienced when i met you and i think the challenging of explaining what is to work with the feminine energy is the best example of how challenging the feminine energy can be at the beginning when you start working with it and you don't have a reference. So maybe this is the best way to start, like explain a little bit what is, what is it working with the feminine energy? What does it mean? How it changes everything? It's about the how. You know, we always say, find your why. It's very fashionable now after the famous book, find your why, and it's extremely useful. But I think we should write a book, uh, find your how. <laughs> <laughs> or figure out your how. Or figure out your how. Well, before explaining that the way I see it and the way I guide it, I'm going to throw back the question to you and I'm going to ask you, how do you experience the feminine energy and the, this process now after working with me, after experiencing it? Uh, you're not just fascinated anymore, if you're fascinated. You're not just fascinated and unclear. So, to the extent of... 
I'm not fascinated anymore, but the amazement stays because this is the boldest characteristic. It always surprises you. It's completely unpredictable. And your question was how I experience it and exactly... And how you understand it. How do you understand it? No, I'm not trying to understand it. That This is the big shift. I'm not trying to understand it anymore. I'm simply allowing it and I'm experiencing. And uh, the thing I feel the most uh, on a daily basis is the, the ups and downs, the peaks and the valleys. It's still work in progress. I'm still junior at managing these ups and downs, but I'm learning to be in the flow and not try to not to understand it. To be more specific, am I having a very bad day? I'm not trying to understand what I have a very bad day. I'm simply allowing the bad day to be. And of course, I learned how to manage the bad day because it's not like simply allowing you to be all over the place and scream at people just because, but it is about allowing yourself to be and to understand what makes you feel like that, but from the flow, not from the mind. And tend to your needs in that crisis in a way that's feminine and is related to the feminine principle. This is where I still have um, work to do because it's still something I'm learning how to do. Probably in this moment of my life, the only way I can manage that is simply allowing myself to rest because I experience tiredness and instead of blaming myself because I feel tired, which I do, (laughs) I try to rest and that's all. But uh, basically to answer your question, this is how I do it. This is how I'm living the feminine. Now I'm not trying to understand it anymore. I'm simply allowing it to be and to manifest itself. And I have no clarity on it. I still have completely no clarity on it. The only thing, the only feedback I have is the feedback from people. I mean, I see people changing their attitudes around me. And even if I don't have clarity and even if I don't understand what's happening and how it works, the feedback is enough. Even the feedback is not very specific. You know, nobody comes and tells you, oh my God, you changed so much. You're suddenly different and fascinating. No, but you just observe how people connect with you different. People in your life with whom you didn't connect in a healthy way suddenly disappear and the pattern changes in something that is more suitable for your needs, for my needs and for our needs. This is how I experience it at this moment of my life. But I'm still doing baby steps. Yes, sure. It's a process. It takes whatever it takes for everybody. Well, the feminine journey is a journey. And uh, one of the things we we need to reclaim and remember, because we have it somewhere locked inside of us, is that we receive at birth a code. You know, it's the feminine code. And it's embedded in our DNA as women. And, you know, it should be passed down from generation to generation to younger women. And this rite of passage and this activation somehow got uh, under the table, under the carpet, and it became a secret that was present in ancient times and kind of lost along the decades. But we're reclaiming that secret now, and it really means we have access to an energy that's sexual and sensual and (laughs) gluey in its texture, But it it is actually the life force energy of Mother Earth 
which is a feminine energy. And this energy is the spark that our bodies are made of. And it's the energy that's meeting our soul energy and frequency when we uh, come into our body in this lifetime, in any lifetime as human beings. And we have it. And this is like the feminine principle. And it has particular values and it works in a particular structure and pattern. And the mind is the representation, the definition of the masculine principle. So these principles, in a way, in a mystical way, at the beginning of creation, are coming together, they're making love, and they're creating whatever they're creating each moment. So both women and men have the feminine principle into their lives. But we're not living in a culture where that principle is valued, seen for what it is, and appreciated and included in our day-to-day occurring. In ancient times, when the feminine principle was present in society and its values were revered and respected, it was much more clear. And of course, the women, as such the men, right, are the embodiment of that feminine principle. What does that mean? It means that women are created and molded in a particular way. And that's very different than the way men are molded and created, you know. And the way women are created is connected to feeling. And that doesn't mean only having emotions. Chaotic emotions. Yeah. The the standard stereotype. Hysterical emotions. Yeah. That's a feeling is much more than that. It is a sum of energy, vision, information, context, whatever you want to call it, and emotion, which is emotion, like energy in motion, right? So actually feeling is a sum of the energy, you know, the intense energy we can experience at any given moment of time. So women are intense, And when they're connected to their feminine side, they are irrational, they are multi-layered and multi-dimensional, they are uh, organical and moving in flow, in a fluid motion, they are surprising and mysterious, and they are a paradox. And these are actually values of the feminine energy and the feminine principle. So... How does that look like in our day-to-day life? Well, we have really, as women, uh, lost that knowledge and lost that point of view. And we have lived and got educated in a society where, especially in the Western culture, where the mind is the most important. So now we are, from you know day one, connected to logic, connected to well-behaved, connected to structure, connected to linear thinking, connected to achieving, having, experiencing, being in control and forcing things and being tense and focused and clear. And while those are very important values, the gift of the masculine and the gift of the mind, they are counterintuitive to what our body needs and our emotion needs, and our inner rhythm, which is the body and the emotions and the sensations and the inner flow, the inner universe of our feminine side, soul, if you want. So we are kind of like educated against ourselves and it creates different results. One of the results is the disconnection from the feminine energy and the disconnection from our intuition. So that kind of 
ends up creating a confusion and an isolation from our nature. And it creates a lot of dysfunctions as we move forward in life as women, because we don't really have a harbor to go to. We don't have a really have an inner home to go to when we are in need. And the home of the mind, while it's very important to have, and while it can give somebody context structure and, you know, uh, rationality and in a way power, it's not enough for women. And we need a warmth, we need fire, we need the paradox, we need the mystery, we need to shout at the moon. And while that can feel and look irrational and crazy, it's a way in which we regulate our inner rhythm, we regulate our energies, we regulate our anger, which is the primitive life force of the feminine principle, known as Shakti, yeah? So when we do that, when we shout at the moon, we turn our anger into creativity because that's just the boiling energy that just, you know, kind of like accumulated, accumulated, accumulated. And we do that and we feel that and we have an inner rhythm month by month through our menstrual cycle. So when we're living life in the mind, we're totally disconnected from our bodies and our bodies go through this huge initiation, huge sacred knowledge, huge energy patterns because of the menstrual cycle, because of the hormonal cycle. And we are just not tapping into that. And that creates some kind of psychosis into our psyche because where our attention goes to the opposite pole than where we should be feeling and experiencing life. When meeting the feminine, the first challenge is to let go of the mind and you start trusting the feeling, trusting your intuition, looking at life from your body, from your sensations, from your emotions. And they may be at the very beginning, the immature emotions of an adolescent or a young girl or a, you know, a young woman trapped in whatever emotional age you've been trapped because that's where you disconnected from the feminine and from trusting that voice and that energy inside of you. But however, it's like what you said, at the beginning it's hard and challenging, but you have to let go and keep going and trusting the process because the process guides you, the feminine energy guides you. And at the beginning you don't know how to tend to your needs and self-care yourself from a feminine perspective. The only thing you can let go of is the mind who tells you to push more and you can relax into resting. It's a huge step right? It's a huge step for you. It took you a lot to get here. The next level, of course, is about, you know, caressing your body, being soft with yourself, tuning in to the right spiritual music that just elevates your vibration, putting a warm blanket and really meditating and staying with your ebbs and flows because it, it informs you of something. It informs you of your process of where you need to uh, look at your manifestation. And these are the values and the qualities of the feminine power. The feminine is very powerful, but it's differently powerful than the masculine. And that's what we need to understand. I put down on paper because you already said, touched many challenges, probably you didn't even notice, but I just picked them. And uh, the force is one of them, the strength is one of them, but I want to, to go through all of them. But before that, uh, it came to my mind another answer to your 
question you, you've asked me, how do I experience the feminine now? Probably the second most bold way I experience it is I don't have the feeling of living in separation. I don't feel so much separated from other women, from men, from nature, from everything that's alive. Because separation is something we, even the feminist speech, so many times slides into a kind of separation, men versus women. But the true nature of the feminine taught me that it's about inclusion. And it's about intimacy. Not about, and about it, yeah. You feel intimately connected, which is not sexual, it's not romantic, it's not even spiritual. It's just like intimacy connects the humans, connects humans with another human or human with life. And, and that's one of the milieu in which the feminine energy rises and brings its potency to your life. Yeah, exactly. Now going back to the challenges, because what you did was that you highlighted the strength of the feminine energy. But I think most of us, even if we don't necessarily work with the feminine, have those qualities embedded, like the capacity to have a multi-layered thinking, the anger, even the power and the strength, these are qualities, but they are considered weaknesses and that's why they become challenges. Men consider women irrational, we consider women irrational, even though the, the multi-layer thinking is considered to be a flaw in the daily life. The anger, from all of them, anger is the most prohibited, the most prohibited <laughs> and the most a huge taboo. Even the power and the strength is considered to be something uh, disruptive and something that can be dismissive at a point. But probably most of the times this happens because we don't know how to tap into them the right way. Because we don't understand them, but you know, you have to take a leap of faith and jump into the unknown with the feminine energy. The feminine energy is really not going to give you explanations to secure you saying yes to the process. And that's one of the big stops for people. They want to secure themselves. They want to feel safe while they take a leap of faith. The feminine energy, Shakti, in its full magnetic power just comes. It is mysterious, it is uncontrollable, and it asks you to surrender. And it will inform you and change you deep inside. It doesn't work at the surface. It goes very deep, very silently, and then it just gathers energy, gathers energy, and then there's this huge earth shakes into your life and into your inner psyche and into your inner personality structure because it will clear away everything that's outdated. It's uh, theoretical and dead. Yeah, but this is very challenging. It's No, it's not challenging. It's terrifying. Challenge is a, is a very small word for at the beginning phase for how it f actually feels to take the leap into the feminine. And why would somebody say yes to that? Uh, for Consciously. two reasons. For two reasons. Why women would say that is because they love the thrill. They authentically love the thrill. It's... I'm sorry for... Excuse the language. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> And any woman who will ever be challenged to take the thrill will let go of her uh, ladiness or her childiness and just jump. Because it resonates with something deep 
in the core of who you are and you'll say yes to it because it's living in the edge on the edge and it's intense and that's what women need to feel in balance they need ecstasy to feel in balance and lucky enough for them they're embedded with that power and the feminine energy is just gonna bring it to you without the man's input the man is initiating an ecstasy because of the woman it's not the other way around that's a misconception it's a myth so women love it and when they hear the call it strikes a chord inside their psyche in their heart in their woman they're like okay this is home i'm gonna go for it so it's freaking terrifying why men love it because that's the funny surprise nobody expected why men love it is because when women take the call they get enlivened they get mysterious they get sex appeal and charisma they get sexual and magnetic and just men fall in love and they feel nurtured the void the deep mystery the feminine nurtures them and they feel that longing for the fresh energy because men get exhausted by their own minds as well so this <laughs> that, is not that's just a <laughs> that's, that's a tweetable. Tweetable. <laughs> uh, that's not just women's problems men have the same problem and unlucky for them they do not have a well of water to quench their thirst from that comes from the woman That's the problem in our society. If women are not flowing with the waters of the feminine, men definitely don't have that experience. So both men and women don't have the river of the emotions of the flow of life of the fresh energy to circulate among them and to create babies and love and, you know, revolutions. That's why it's so critical for us women to start coming back home and really first take the waters of the feminine and really bathe in them and really take care of ourselves and of our lack of energy and our deposits that are lacking energy but then as this energy grows into our body into our energy into our lifestyle it will dance into the lives of the people around us naturally it will expand into our men into our children into the people around us so it just touches everybody that's why you are experiencing this difference in uh, in feedback because people are feeling it they're feeling the energy you're cultivating so they are saying yes to the energy without even understanding the energy because you are an embodiment you are becoming a vessel you are a channel you are allowing yourself to define yourself in a feminine way but you are becoming feminine. Yeah, exactly. They don't define it and neither do I. I mean, it's not something that you suddenly decide to do even a different way or something that you completely change the way you dress or it's not a decision making process that you do day by day. It's something that surprises you and you don't even notice it. You just see the after effect. But I would really like to break it down a bit more because what you say is poetry, but I know from my very own experience that at the beginning of the process we need somebody to break it down for us a bit and really give us a, a how to one two three steps on how to take something that's challenging and make it work and for example anger how can we take anger which everybody feels even if we don't allow us to feel it and make it a source of creativity not get stuck in it you're or... talking about 
the process now and we're moving from context to process yes first of all you need to understand that to start your feminine journey you have to connect with your body literally literally physically connect like touching your body the limitations of your physical body which i want to mention because i got tricked by that it's not enough to think that you're coming back in your body because at the beginning i was thinking okay and now i'm coming back in my body but it was still a mental process and i still do it now but that's why because you know now the difference it's actually touching with your hands your body Uh, allowing your thoughts to drift away like waves in a water or in an ocean and moving your attention to your breath and feeling your breath, feeling the contraction and the expansion of your breath in your body. And through different tools, breathing exercises, mantras, meditations, whether they're Tao or Tantric or just feminine in the moment. (laughs) Intuitive. Intuitive, yeah connected to dance and the flow and the way the body wants to move and the, any constriction that's in the body, just breathing with it and allowing that stuck energy and stuck emotion to surrender. And then that's just preparation. And then there's going into the actual activation of the feminine energy, which is happening and the way we facilitate it is through breathing and through Tawa and tantric practices it's actually you know going down into your heart which is a sacred space it's a sacred energy and it's through meditation and then you're going down into this connection with the earth energy because the earth energy is the feminine energy and you're breathing in that energy and you're allowing that energy to through the breath come into your body and clear the blockages, the restrictions, the tensions you have in your body and allow that energy to flow. So it opens your subtle energy channels, it opens your chakras, it activates and puts in motion these energetic centers we have in our body. And then just emotions come up, energies come up, visions come up, senses come up, messages come up, and your body wants to move and you allow it to move and you have then the anger coming up and then you're just allowing the anger to have a voice and you're dancing like a shaman, you're shouting at the moon and you want to take your clothes off and you're nude and you know, you're like wild and very wild and very intense and it's just, I described how the feminine energy just guides you through the process and then you you feel like this energy is moving in your throat chakra for example and you feel like the constriction and then the healing energy you know something is really happening there for you and then you feel like you want to cry and then you cry and you connect with your inner girl who tells you that you know she's an artist and you haven't really allowed that artistry in your life and then you have this activation of your third eye and you see this amazing painting and then you kind of like go and paint and there you go you just shifted your anger into your creativity and it happened through your body and it happened through being guided by the feminine energy and of course that just doesn't mean that your anger totally disappeared from your life or it doesn't have any other messages or it's not stuck anger from your childhood that just needs a therapeutical inner child work, for example. That's a feminine process of dealing with your anger. And the key is that it's not destructive anymore. 
because anger can be destructive. Yeah, you either put it out on people or you you implode in yourself based on how you know reckless or lack of courage you have <laughs> in your psyche or in your uh, personality. But it's the feminine way of mystically taking energy and alchemizing it into something else. Actually, this is one of the ways in which the feminine works. It alchemizes vibrations and that's one thing. Another thing is it works with darkness and it's not afraid of darkness. It sees darkness as, as the milieu in which creation happens. And the third thing that I think it's part of the mystery and part of why it's so hard to put our minds around it is that it's a paradox. So you're creative and angry in the same time and they both coexist and it's okay. Exactly, that was uh, my next question because this translates in the daily life as being super irrational and everybody pours that on you. Oh my God, you're being irrational. And sometimes maybe we are if we don't know how to channel the paradox. If we don't know how to work with it, but I don't think you have to actually do this in front of a public arena. No, I was saying that <laughs> generally we can be very irrational and this is like a cliche men always say about women that we are irrational and sometimes maybe we are. So how can we channel the irrationality and turn it into a juicy paradox? Oh, you don't have to do anything about that. You just have to accept that when you're working with the feminine energy, you're in your right hemisphere, and that's unlinear. It's multidimensional. It's not irrational. It's it's outside rational. So next time when somebody says, oh my dear, you're so irrational, I would say no, I'm simply not linear. <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is true. Which is true. Yeah, I and know. men have to start, in, and we have to start engaging with that as a valuable thing. Yeah, exactly, because we um, assimilate when somebody tells us we are irrational, we suddenly get small and instead yeah, we, of just we shrink. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we shrink, exactly. We shrink to fit a particular set of standards and stereotypes that are embedded in the masculine society and are embedded in our society, but we're moving away from them. And that's why I think as equal as Wayfair, as equal of as equal pay, as equal as uh, sexual abuse and all the other things we're fighting for, we have to also fight. Well, it's not a fight, but like using the brackets, fight for understanding the feminine values and the feminine principles and giving ourselves room for it. It cannot just be the avenue of the artists and the crazy people and the avenue of the weird women yeah which were witches and they were burned on the stick we have to move away from that cliche and stereotype you know it heals the feminine heals in its mysterious way in its yeah paradox, we have and so in its illogical in a general way at the society societal level we are but most of the times we come back home and feel guilty about what we should be proud of well, yeah, but that's the power of the sisterhood and that's the power of, of, of reaching down to other women who are taking the same journey and are slowly moving from feeling guilty to honoring the sacred and honoring the feminine and taking power from that and showing power because of that. 
and you know being a way shower you know when i moved from the indonesian jungle where i really received this vision and for those who don't know me you can you know and know my journey you can listen to episodes 26 and 27 because i really break it down there when i had this vision that you know i i need it and then it became a leadership mission which was other women should might also need it and i could be the one who could among other women share this knowledge or share this vision or share even the self marriage with this feminine energy right when i came back from my indonesian retreat initiation jungle experience i came back into a structure that was completely masculine i had like i don't know three women two of them which were my sister friends from the retreat and my spiritual mother and that was it and no man whatsoever was totally connected to me in a way that was respectful of my feminine energy that's one of the reasons why i totally <laughs> let go of the current relationship i was in and just ended because that guy was so rigid in his thinking and had so much issues around his rigidity that there was no way he would ever be flexible enough to just consider a conversation let alone live with somebody who was activated and was living life through the feminine but i had no reference for it and i had no structure of support and i had nobody who would value it who cares i had to be that i had to live that for my own mental health <laughs> for my own soul health for who i was and i felt so powerful and so attractive and so charismatic that i just become it and own it and lived with it and lived by it and slowly 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 everything shifted and it just guided me into creating a huge community of women and men who are feeling it getting replenished by it are seeing its value are allowing it in their lives and i haven't seen anybody who is in conflict with it they are conflicted by it they're challenged by it but they're not in conflict with it because it's life it gives life it replenishes life so it's like being a way shower is much more fun than feeling guilty and by saying that i think we have to move to our next episode which is about breaking down the sisterhood and the sisterhood bond and the sacred circle of the feminine but just to wrap it up for me it's clear <laughs> the feminine is about the how <laughs> <laughs> yes and that's all Yes, thank you for this passionate talk. I get very passionate about it. But I think it's also important. So, for those of you women who and men who are willing to take this leap of faith and start your feminine journey there, it will really benefit you. And I would kindly ask our listeners because just to make a short parenthesis before closing the episode, when I um was preparing for today's podcast, I tried to do a bit of research on on Google, you know, my Google is my friend, and I really uh, googled challenges of womanhood, challenges of women. And there are threads on Quora, you know, talking about that, but my god, it's so far from anything related to true. I mean, people really beat about the bush a lot. I mean, they're like all over the place. So Please send us 
your real challenges of womanhood your and stories. not the feminine and About your stories. How you win those challenges yeah, because exactly. we need references and stories to tell to other women so that we can inspire each other. We need stories and the whole world needs stories because now if you if you search on Google or if you try to find other stories from a first shot obviously you can find meaningful stories but you have really to dig deep for them. So shout out tell your story for the sake of humanity. Okay, I'm becoming dramatic, so I will retrieve. <laughs> It's okay, you can be dramatic. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to us.